Hello everyone, I'm Karmacut. And I'm Moidog, and welcome to Command Comms. The podcast where we talk about everything and anything related to tactical shooters. Alright, it is finally here. The day we've all <laughs> been waiting for. The day Karma has been waiting for. What oh boy. is the topic of today's podcast, Karma? Today we're taking a look at squad modding. And even modding on a broader sense, just as far as like how it can improve games and how it can extend lifetime and replayability. Just because, you know, the games that we play, Moy, they're pretty niche and they're usually done by indie studios that can't normally crank out the amount of content that AAA games can. So we're gonna dive in and take a look at why are mods important, what mods are out there, the whole kind of modding scene, and then kind of dial it in more specifically on how Squad has addressed these things. But yeah, Moy, so kicking us right off, what are your experience and thoughts on mods as a general kind of system across you know any game that you've played so when we're talking about mods are we talking about actual modifications are we talking about community generated content like hey if someone creates a custom map or what what exactly is the definition of of mods sure so i think uh to define mods in this case we have the mods that are actually coded in and you know someone has to go in there and do some dev work and then like you just brought up community generated content while it does do essentially the same thing as mods i think it's a little bit different and uh that they're categorized kind of in two different areas so you have community generated content which could be mods but also mm -hmm. leads into events but then more specifically you have mods that require actual dev work and coding and stuff like that yeah, yeah. So I actually I, I I started my FPS career back in the battlefield 1942 Call of Duty <laughs> days, Medal of Honor. Uh, so I mean, you have Battlefield 1942 had probably one of the most popular and well known mods uh, for Desert Combat mod, uh, which was a huge just rework of the game, uh, and it kind of it. I don't want to say it laid the foundation for future Battlefield games, but it kind of showed what that engine can do and what you. You can make out of you know a game like battlefield into a modern combat you had helicopters modern tanks modern weapons things like that uh, and then you even had for a smaller scale game like call of duty the original call of duty uh, which was the world war ii version you know we're not talking about modern warfare or anything like that uh, also played a lot of there was a hardcore realism mod where it added a whole bunch of mechanics that would actually kind of fit right in with squad with certain uh, certain kits, uh, you had medics and healing. You had a lot of things that just made it much more hardcore and teamwork oriented. So I, I think when I started playing a certain game, when I figured out that there was a mod like Desert Combat, I, I don't know if I ever just dove straight in, just said, "Hey, I'm 100% now just a Desert Combat player." But I would I would float pretty regularly between. Battlefield 1942 and Desert Combat kind of it, it would help uh, refresh and just kind of make it feel new and it just it felt good to play a game that I'm familiar with but it almost like a completely new uh, coat of paint on it if that makes any sense and it just mm -hmm. it, it helped me stay engaged with the game a bit more it helped me expand my kind of friends and the player base that I, I would be interacting with without having to like go out and buy another game which back when i was a little kid like that was awesome so i i've always had positive experiences uh you know and then with the certain things in squad as, as we'll get into uh definitely one of the 
there's actually now that i think of it not many games are really supporting mods nowadays are they yeah no that's definitely i think a trend that we've seen kind of occur over the past i'd say generation or you know two-ish of games is that modding has slowly been more or less phased out of contemporary games and it's it's kind of it's kind of sad to see because so many games were built as mods and eventually became their own game. So we can look at a couple um, to begin with. Like, so the most relevant being Squad, right? Squad is the successor to Project Reality, which was a Battlefield mod. Uh, we can look at yep. huge things, huge projects like League of Legends and Dota, which were both kind of not necessarily mods, but user-generated content from Warcraft 3. You have so many big things, so many amazing games and unique ideas that you let the community generate with modding and just opening up your development tools. And I think that's like, that's really strong. When we like even, I didn't even think of this until now, like looking at League of Legends and Dota becoming these huge titans, literally titans of industry. And they were they were Warcraft 3 mods to begin with. And it's just crazy to see like, if, if nothing, could show you the power of modding and how important it is and how much like this is needed for the community and you can kind of say that it's been easier to generate content now with like ue4 and like sdks are a little bit open for certain games and you know just general engine work is is more popular now and people are learning game development but being able to modify existing an existing product like squad you can already see like within squad itself we have a star wars conversion mod that is moi have you seen how many servers that thing is filling these days? <laughs> it's actually impressive. I think it's they have very like, impressive. Three, three have full regions. servers. Yes, it's insane. It's like <laughs> it, it is, is very impressive. It. Yeah, like it's it's a huge scene. I think it's got untapped potential, and like OWI and just any game studio in general should just weaponize it because like another game we can talk about is Skyrim. How many people to this day are still playing Skyrim because of modded content? You can always find people still developing things for Skyrim. It's actually crazy. <laughs> like the, the amount of and, and like all the studio has to do is release, release the tools and it's essentially boom unlimited content for the player base. So I love mods. I play a lot of mods. Like I play a lot of mods for Stellaris, and I know like Hearts of Iron. I see you play a lot of Hearts, uh, or, or I've seen you recently yeah. at least play yeah, some Hearts of Iron. There, there's some like some things that you can do for Hearts of Iron. You know, you have player controlled peace treaties. You can add new uh, factions, just like you can do. You know, with squad and stuff like that. You can do. I, there's a, a mod that turns Hearts of Iron into World War One, and you can play out the you know, the end of days of World War One, and see if the Axis powers can survive it. Can do mm -hmm. the same thing with uh, World War Two. I mean, the amount of... I, it just goes back on the replayability and the extending the life or even just creating new life from uh, from a game, which is amazing. And it it really is surprising when you look at where games like like Call of Duty or Battlefield came from that it's it's basically dead. You don't have anything like uh like community run servers you have just dedicated you have matchmaking you have all this type of stuff which is very controlled and it it really wasn't like that before so it's it's a you have all of these games like call of duty like battlefield when you really look at where they came from it's really surprising that now there's basically zero user created content you have things that would have been maybe user generated content like maps or skins or anything like that and they're now requiring you to pay for it and it's it's a huge shift 
And it is kind of, it seems like these indie devs are like the last bastion of, hey, if you want it, just make it. Yeah, it's really, really, really cool because I never got into modding. Like as, as, as an individual, I never touched modding until literally three weeks ago. And when I started working on it, oh my God, did, did I see, my eyes opened and I saw what was possible and it was just... I can never look at any game the same ever again because like the ability just the, the the ability to change things to how you want them to be and to be able to alter and fix things or maybe you have an idea and be able to like act on that creativity I think is such a powerful tool and I don't see any reason why de developers or game studios shouldn't enable that now I imagine there must be some financial reason that you know battlefield or call of duty and all these other big games they don't have that anymore but I'm, i mean it's just it's it's almost like uh, it's almost depressing thinking about if you make certain things available how amazing certain things can get but that tool just needs to be made public so when i think about modding i definitely think that it's something that should be pushed i don't know what's going on there behind the financial curtain as, as far as like those decisions made of like well do we you, invest you time in this i mean it's a financial thing it must or be like a control thing I, I, it almost feels like because all with like drm and stuff like that it almost feels like as we become more online, it's like everyone's trying to control. Hey, we're not going to go off on this crazy, like big brother tangent, but it's, mm -hmm. it's like a really weird as we like, you can download your game. You don't get physical copies anymore, but you, you actually have less control over these games than you have in the past. And when, when I see something like the squad ops mod or galactic contention, I'm like, dude, did I time travel? Because this is exactly it's, it, it also feels like it's the same type of people who were, playing these mods when you know we were younger are kind of leading the forefront of still trying to make it happen in today's games it i've, I've even see uh postscriptum i think just released their sdk mm -hmm. you have a complete i'm actually really interested to see if the sdk release and there's uh, things from it's like chapter mercury you have different campaigns uh, you have the eastern front africa you have a whole bunch of stuff that could possibly lift postscriptum out from its kind of stagnant player base because of modding and it's it's something like this where dude just make it easy this sdk should we shouldn't have been this far into 2020 without the sdk i know there's dev problems and whatever but this is the type of stuff that you know squad is in full release we're going into v2 you kick off some really good modding support and i think you've got a really really healthy game in 2021 because of everything that you're giving the community mm -hmm. yeah I, I i definitely think that you know you you and i've been harping on like it's important and it's so clear how important it is i don't think so let me put it this way i don't think modding can ever take away something from your game it's extra stuff True. i don't necessarily know I can't come up with a reason in my mind how if you enable mods to work properly or you give people access to adjust things, how that could possibly negatively impact your game. So I don't know what the decision goes. Like, I, I'm, I'm imagining it must be a financial decision. It must be something that either, you know, they, they make the, the value choice of, of it's not worth it or it's, you know, whatever the idea might be. There's something that must go on there that says, hey, you know, we, we, we shouldn't allow people to use this. But regardless of what decision it's out of our control, we just know that it's very important. It should be important. And we've seen so many great games, Squad, League of Legends, all that stuff, 
all generated from mods and it's it's free replayable content for the player base so yep. now with our you know initial experience and thoughts on mods you know kind of out of the way current mods right now i know we've talked about like previously like back in the olden days uh, mods were a big thing and since then they've kind of been phased out currently are there any mods for you know almost any game that you're playing right now i I feel like you're backing me up into a corner here <laughs> that I'm playing right now. You mean like like the hardcore mod? The hardcore uh, I mean, mod. I've, I've, I've played. I, I have played uh, your mod. I've I've played. You play the, a couple uh, other Black mods, right? Contention mm -hmm. uh, here and there. I have played things like uh, Squad Z in in the past. Uh, the Starship Troopers mod. I've played a lot of random, you know, whatever crops up or maybe some modded maps. Uh, I haven't. If I'm really trying to think of it lately in the past few years honestly apart from maybe an arma campaign that i got roped into but i didn't even realize it was a mod it just seemed like oh, we arma. didn't even talk about modding an arma that's like yeah, one of the biggest Daisy. things too i mean yeah you got oh all you got daisy stand oh i did. oh my god <laughs> it's like, the the hole just gets deeper and deeper <laughs> we didn't even put it in the talking points notes oh, bad bad host oh. yeah no but uh, like yeah like when i think of it the more I think of it, it's like, dude, that the mod became a game. Daisy is a game now. Mm -hmm. You know, Squad is a game now. Postscriptum is a game now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I, I, I technically know, aside from what's lived in Squad, because they're all games now. I guess right. that's a good thing, you know? But mm -hmm. it also, there's, there's nothing really new apart from some of the Squad mods. But I just, uh, like, all right, I, I like... I like the mods, right? I like squad mods. I, I like a lot of what a lot of people in the community are putting out. I, I don't know if, if, if it may be the, the actual browser support or right. So I was going to touch on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my question here is like, do you think that you and other people don't play mods because they're not accessible? Is that like one of the main roadblocks? Dude, I hate, I hate dealing with it. If I'm going to be honest. Like, I tried to play your mod last week. I did it on stream. Everyone's like, hey, yo, hey, uh, Karma hopped on. Let's go play his mod. I'm like, sweet, dude. I've been trying to play the mod. I, I, I clicked the game because your mod is one of the few that is fortunate enough to be, be whitelisted. Mm -hmm. And because you're whitelisted, you're in the main server browser. Every other uh, mod has to be in the custom browser, which is it, that cuts like 98% of your traffic away immediately. And then I click it and squad has implemented a in-game download of, of mods now, which is supposed to make it really easy, but it actually corrupted my files. I, I actually had to completely. Yeah, that is actually everything. busted. Did you know that? That's actually, but like, I do know it's that. so I know busted that using the in-game download. Like, it's just, <laughs> oh God, oh God. I don't know Dude, why. So I, I had to, I had, I downloaded it and it froze. And so I alt f forward. I had to unsubscribe. I had to revalidate my entire game, which took like half an hour. And then I had to, I tried downloading again, didn't work. And then I had to do the whole process again. I had to unsubscribe, go to the workshop out of game, subscribe, load back in the game. And finally I was in when I finally went in, the server crashed. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's a per it seamless transition into modded games. I'll be honest, Easy. though, like thinking about like all of my modded experiences, aside from like, I'd say Stellaris, like, 
even like Skyrim or like any other it games. It breaks all the time, right? You, you have to like, I remember having to go onto a third party website. You would have to download the files. You'd have to read a readme and then you'd have to draw it. You have to drag <laughs> yeah. it into the right folder, make a new folder, rename this, hit enter. It's just like, I, that like, honestly, to be fair, that is like the you know modding what? experience. Actually, I, I have a, an experience with, uh, oh man, it's Daisy, the Daisy standalone they actually have a the community has created a launcher. I think Skyrim has the same thing. Yep. You have your Skyrim launcher, yep, yep, you have a yep. Daisy standalone launcher. And so I have played on the day one servers. Uh Smoke, he he runs the servers. Uh, and so that's it's a completely modded experience. That has actually been probably the best modded experience that I've had. And because you don't and the devs go didn't the even game. make that tool. That's exactly. a community you don't generated go through the tool. It's crazy. <laughs> it blows my mind how great the community can make these tools. I don't even I don't even have to like click Daisy at all. I, I just click this Daisy standalone. I pick the server in the own created server browser. It subs it downloads the mods I need. It sorts them. I don't even have to think like that stuff. That is cool. Yeah. That, and it's all from people that are not devs. Yep. It's it's incredible. Like when passionate people who love something, in this case, it happens to be games. When you give these people and you enable them with the tools. You give them the tools and you enable them like they like incredible things are created because these people these people who are making mods are very obviously passionate about your game and have ideas why wouldn't you want to leverage that you know what i mean like that is like an unbelievable like almost impossible to to, to really conceptualize like it's just so much so much power it's unlimited <laughs> it's just unlimited power unlimited power unlimited power for the community and it, the, people are like really really excited really working on some things like i know there's a ton there is a metric ton of custom faction mods for squad you got the french you got the yeah. the the, the mea or, or the other middle eastern coalition thing the mec or whatever you call it you've got the vietnam mod that's being worked on you've got you've got so many different things that are being worked on but it's depressing because none of it is being played <laughs> unless and, and a community. It's, it's, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So it, it's because they've, it's this almost convoluted way of showing the, and I know why you, you have the server browser, you have the custom games and the custom browser also has any server that's unlicensed. So that is a very distinct point. So I, I kind of understand the segregation, but yeah, as I think as you were about to say, a community has to basically make a blast and and create an event time mm -hmm. to play a modded game. It's very uncommon to just casually load up and say, "Hey, I'm going to play Squad Z today because I want to play some zombies." Like you have to almost be part of like a huge community that owns their own server, decides to load the mod and just funnels everybody in squad like a blast on the main squad discord to like 13,000 people or whatever to get 60 people in mm -hmm. like it's it's so difficult because of the server browser because of how you have to download and subscribe to all these different things and then half the time you're going to ca cause crashes and, and issues like that as well it's just it's it's a huge clunky problem and the sad part is like i'm dedicated to squad you're dedicated to squad mm -hmm. and i still sometimes like dude whatever i'll just i'll play later like there's some people who are just like okay i'm never touching this again <laughs> you yeah, know or yeah. like it's they're gone it's like i'll stick to the main server browser 
I'm not ever going to have a problem if I'm just playing this game. Why would I go through the hassle to download a Galactic Contention mod that has, that's like, what, 31 gigs, 32 gigs, something like that, only for it to corrupt my entire game, and then I have to revalidate and re-download it all again? Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a huge pain for people who don't have, like, uh, streamer or content creator internet, you know? They're just a normal person having internet. That's a problem. Yeah, I, I I think there's only one game recently that I've seen such a seamless implementation of modding, and that was actually like Onward, the VR tactical shooter, where you literally just go in, you click two things, you launch it, and it works. And I don't know if we'll ever get to that point in like Squad or or these other games. I mean, like oh. the, the the most popular solution seems to be someone else in the community creates a third-party browser that literally will do all of it for you. I guess the only other game that has done modding implementation like really smoothly would also be um, Insurgency Source and Stellaris, and those are like built in with the Steam integration. Like it's really easy to find a server. I mean, in the in the case of Insurgency Source. The mods are client side. They're just cosmetic skin reworks and it doesn't even like affect gameplay at all. Yep. So that was like a really easy implementation. So maybe I can't really, you know, compare squad and insurgency on that level. But Stellaris has a really, really easy mod implementation. You you download it on the Steam branch or, or whatever, and or Arma now even. They have launchers built in to help with modding. And then it's so easy to sort for the, the servers that you can join, um, at least more so than how it's implemented in squad. And hopefully that changes. I know we saw recently, and I know you, you brought this up earlier, we saw recently that there was some rumblings in the squad modding discord some some drama some some information oh, uh <laughs> we a drama cast now yeah i <laughs> but yeah i mean i think i believe it was i saw it was Carm talking about how they were possibly possibly very 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 big disclaimer here possibly removing the whitelisting requirement and figuring out a better implementation now this is something that we've been talking about in the squad community for a long time and something that OWI has been saying that they do for a long time is like make modding better but they've been working on other things things get delayed I mean even with V2 we've seen things happen they're working on things things break the, the other things take priority I get how it is in a dev studio so I'm not sure how much we can put into you know that statement of hey we might be looking at removing and improving this because it might come you know six months down the line or whatever it is who knows when OWI will do it but it's good to see that they're at least aware of the problem I think and that at least the conversation is is still alive it's not completely like yeah no i don't even know what you're talking about they 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 they're still more or less in touch with parts of the modding community yeah yeah so i guess moving on from there like we've seen a couple mods a lot of them like you said have been gamey especially within squad you've seen the alien mod you've seen the troopers mod (laughs) we've seen uh what else the star wars mod we've seen the zombie mod uh we've seen the thing is though they're they're fun like i Mm -hmm. would like it the only thing that is preventing me from just kind of playing it from like every once in a while is that it's just so difficult to access right and and because of that uh, accessibility you have almost nobody playing it and you can't just jump in and jump out i mean even like the the okus mod that we we played like Mm -hmm. we had to create a whole event just a blast to get uh people in the server and then even then we're having some issues with some people just trying to subscribe to it some people have an issue with the server 
I mean, obviously the DDoS unrelated DDoS did not help. Yeah, (laughs) obviously did not help. But that's but that's what we're talking about. You you have to create a a, such a big event to just play a mod, Mm -hmm. and it's the kind of stuff where I like. Do you think the uh, a whitelist removing the whitelist? This is like I if if I could plan out the squad server browser when I log in. And when I just like or lock in, what, what what am I talking about? When I just open the game <laughs> and I click the server browser, I just want to see games. You mm-hmm. know, I'm thinking of like Team Fortress 2 uh, or the old Battlefield server browser where you can just see and it tells you there's like a little icon that says if it's a which mod, already know, exists in squad. It, it does. It does. It's yeah, it does, which is true. But it's, you know, it's so segregated that you rarely see it, even though you do see it. So the icons there, you know, and that way you know it's a custom game. In the main server browser, usually the name of the mod is also in there. If they have any rules, it's also in the name. Like there's no reason to have it in the custom. Yeah, browser I, 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 yeah, I feel like the main thing is just like if you have if you combine the browsers and someone's running a mod, when you double click to enter the server, you just have a pop up that says, "Hey." This is not a vanilla squad experience. This squad, th- this server is running this, this, and this. And then you click OK you, or download, and you then you go. That, bu- that button exists. You know, you know what that pop-up is? It's the download mods button. True. That's, that's what it is. It, it, if I, I've done that before in like Team Fortress 2 or these, these older games where I would play, and it's like, wait, I'm downloading something? I uh, Okay, whatever. I'll try it out. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. okay, cool. You know, it's it's... I don't, but it's also, it's, I'm not stat tracking. I'm not doing any weird things. You know, I, I don't really, it's not like a, a super tryhardy game. So if there's like some rules that are different, like why does it matter that much? As long as, you know, if there's a disclaimer, you know, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, my I, question is like, when I try to think from OWI's perspective, right? As far as, let's see, I'm a company. Why would I not want to let modding be so easily integrated? Well, either A, we're running into some technical difficulties, which I don't think exist because modding works on the licensed browser right now. Like I, I, we have the, like it works on the main browser. There's some financial reason, which is maybe you want to maintain control over certain things. But even then, the SDK is out there and people have access to what they have access to already. And the third would be, I, I, I mean, I maybe I guess fear for, for a mod overtaking the game. But at that point, as a game company, do, do, you, do you really I think you gotta care that, that much? Man. Or it's, it's just like, hey, if you have something that people want to play, but they have to play it on your game, that's still by proxy. They're playing your game and they have to get your game to play it, right? So, like, I, I can't really think of, I don't know. I This is just the the five minutes that I've spent thinking about why <laughs> you would possibly stop modding or, or, or stifle it or, or try to suppress it in some manner, even if indirectly. I don't know why modding has been so, so suppressed. Um, it's just... Maybe it's a quality check. They want to make sure. But even then, like, you have that disclaimer popping up. And then if people don't like it, they can leave. Dude, I mean, I I get the quality check of it because I've, I've also always said that, and this is for even non-mods, like, a game like Squad, if you just pick up and play and you don't know what's going on, you might have a very bad experience if you just join a random server. Right, but and that's why you have I, the disclaimer, right? It says, hey, this is not a vanilla server. Dude, have you seen some of the stuff that even like goes on the wrench? Like I, there was some of it like three months ago. There was there was some mods that got highlighted by the wrench, and I mean they're they're work in progress. And whenever you know, I, I'm never gonna 
uh, dump on people who are doing work in progress mods. Uh, but so it, it's highlighted on the wrench. I want to go check it out. Uh, th there's some hugely broken stuff that is that now has servers that are, or you can at least download it and run it on your own stuff. And I mean, it's the the quality check. I think is a is a fair call. The financial thing, I can see that you know if you want to control some aspects that way, you you encourage people to either buy uh, you know DLC or buy the game so they can you know have x y or z i i can kind of get that i i feel like it's more of a quality thing uh and that's especially why they have like the the whole license server as well you need to go through owi to make sure it's going to be a good experience and things like that i, I feel like it's it's a it's an indie team it's a very small team they're very close-knit it's it's up until you know probably a couple years ago it kind of just felt like a bunch of buddies working on a game you know and then it kind of just started blowing up so they're probably very i i know i would be a little bit protective of a bunch of random people all of a sudden creating like a weird Sims RL game and that just flooding your server. Browser. Right, I I can kind of understand that, but on the same token, like Squad is from PR and it's drawn like that that whole like line of how this game came to be is was only possible via modding and it kind like I kind of feel like there should be some recognition as far as like why modding is so important on that note as far as yeah. because because that's the origin of the game is 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 modding so it kind of feels i don't know if i i it, i feel i get a weird vibe when it's when it's kind of like oh we don't want modding because and that's probably more than likely not there yeah modding. that's probably not their their argument at all but i but their whole idea of like I, I just feel like if my game had come from modding, I would pay respect to, to, to the modders or, 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 you know, make it easier uh, as, a, as yeah. a priority because that, that's like the, the origins of where you're coming from. But like I said, we, we can't see behind the curtain. There might be some technical difficulties. There might be some other reason. I don't know. This is just like from the outside perspective. And I, I'm pretty confident in, in saying that, like, I think this is the majority of the squad player base perspective when it comes to modding is no one can figure out why modding is taking so long to be whitelisted. I think almost anyone that looks at modding is lo looks at it and says, why is this not a thing already, <laughs> right? Like, why is this not a priority? And and I think that's maybe a, something that OWI can improve on is like, hey, this is what's going on. This is why modding isn't a thing right now. This is what we have to do to fix it. And these are the steps we're taking. But yeah. I think all the modders are kind of just sitting in the dark right now waiting for any drop of information they can get because these people are spending so much time on their mods. And it kind of feels like, weird it kind of, like that's the vibe i get it's just it's just weird to to be in this limbo state for so long and and i feel like i'm lucky like you said ops is very fortunate very very fortunate that we that we are whitelisted and if they're going to keep the whitelisted system then they need to continue vetting more mods and get them whitelisted but like for all the other mods that or, or people who are dedicated passionate working on these amazing amazing maps amazing factions amazing amazing you know crazy game modes and and co completely different game styles who, who who are just sitting on this 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 wealth of content and are unable to get people to play it is is sad and 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 i would like to see that addressed more than i would like to see you know, <laughs> new. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I'm not. Never mind. Anyways, yeah, no. Okay, it, 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 it's fair because I do think you know. As as we're talking about this, I am thinking. You know, I I I think it is my tinfoil hat is. It's actually not a tinfoil hat. I mean, PR had the advantage of having a huge studio 
uh, lay the foundation. True. For their Good point. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I think that's something that everybody's taking for granted because this is squad development, basically. That's what SC, right? It's just, it's their own thing. And True. it's their own thing is going to have a lot of spaghetti code. And they probably just are now within the past year or two getting a really good, uh, you know, hey, this is how we do things here. This is how we should train other people to do things here. And so that's probably where a lot of this comes from. And that's also probably why Postscriptum had such a, a difficulty or difficult time trying to get theirs out. Uh, I don't think it's malice. I, I don't think it's incompetence either. And I, I, I don't, I'm, I hesitate to say it's financial, even though I'm probably sure a little bit of that has, has, you know, some, uh, some say in it, but it's, it's really a completely different thing when you're talking about an indie studios. This is a good uh, point. Modding kit. This is a very good point. And so that's probably like, if I had to put my money on anything that's for, for whatever reason is del delaying the release of SEKs or the implementation of things, it would probably be the fact that, yeah, Battlefield was a AAA studio that had a whole bunch of money behind it and a big dev team that could implement these things. And even now, when I think about it, games like Insurgency Sandstorm, which it also kind of had modding, are not implementing modding correctly as, uh, like, well, either. Like, yeah. so there's, there's a very big example of, like, these indie studios who have been, who have made iterations upon actual games when it comes to modding then are unable to execute as as effectively as as actual game studios when it comes to releasing their sdk and that that makes sense that makes sense because it's an india studio versus versus a uh versus a triple a studio so i think that is out of all the reasons for why you know modding might not might not be here is probably the most likely answer of just it's the resources difference but still even then i i truly do think that it, the things could be done i i'm pretty sure to have to have gotten some things moving along in this direction better and i i just really do hope that it is a focus moving into 2021 with with not only squat but sandstorm or you know all the other tactics maybe like postscriptum like i know it just released their sdk so good on postscriptum finally got out the door um beyond the wire is still in early access so i don't expect to see an sdk from there anytime soon uh and i guess what kind of feels a little bit weird, and I have to be really honest about this, what kind of feels a little bit weird is going back to that financial thing, it almost feels like <laughs> this is going to be a little controversial, and, 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 and this is just my honest <laughs> okay, right. This is my honest opinion and thoughts. It's like when it comes to the SDK, and when we look at OWI Core, and we talk about the financial differences between, like, or, or, or motivations, it almost feels like Squad and, and, and Offworld is pushing the OWI core harder than SDK because they know that they can profit off of it. So like games like beyond the wire and games like postscriptum when, when I, and, and, and I, I truly, truly, truly don't mean to, to hurt anyone's feelings doing this. But when I say that these games could have for the most part been squad mods, but have been rolled out to, you know, off world core games, it, it it's a weird vibe. It's a really weird vibe. And that's just like an honest opinion. It's just like, and I think that was like the main controversy with Postscriptum, remember? Because I do believe yeah. that when it they was originally gonna be yeah, it was originally going to be a mod and then it got released as its own game using Offworld Core. So I don't know if it's like, but the, the perspective, right? And and maybe this is just not our job, but like we're, we're bringing this to attention. The outside perspective of of how people view Offworld Industries and, and, and why people get so, I guess, get their get their jimmies all rustled is because when you look at stuff like Beyond the Wire or Offworld Core or or, or, or Postscriptum and, and stuff like that, and then you look at the state of modding, 
and you look what at what the resources have have gone to, which is most likely off-world core, people get a little a little upset, <laughs> right? Because it's it's I, it's I a feel strange like your place. Are a little a little rustled well, now I, that you've 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 dove did did head first. Into I know. The modding. I I but like, and I don't mean to like dig on anyone because this is all great stuff. But like, that's the outside perception, and perception is reality. So when people are feeling these things, and I'm not, I know I'm not the only one who thinks these things. Like, we need communication or a reason or something mm-hmm. to ha- kind of explain. Or, or help you know appease the masses and i know crispy has been doing a really good job as as community manager and i know even then like owi has had like issues with like community management and then they, they brought on gatsby and then they transitioned gatsby or or whatever and, and then now we have crispy and crispy's finally settling in so maybe it's just the growing pains of an indie studio but th- these are the problems that i think are present with with modding currently and karma, this is specifically karma, owi we live in unprecedented times Sir, there's a pandemic. <laughs> I, I, have you gone outside? It is a no, mess. I, I out have. There. I'm a gamer. What is, have, what is outside? Time, <laughs> <laughs> you think they have time to create uh, uh, something to help you create on a game that they created? Mm. You, you think? I, okay, real like real talk. I I think it knowing uh, OWI and like you know we've been to the studio we've, mm-hmm. we've met the people we've worked with these people for a while now i wouldn't be surprised if a little bit of the team kind of regrets releasing the sdk so early you know i kind of wish I, or i kind of feel like they're like i kind of wish what we're doing right now to fix it was there already so we didn't make this such a messy process and i i feel like like uh postscriptum they've had a bunch of time like so the modders can make all the stuff and then implement it into the sdk which should be a much better experience since it's now a more developed sdk even though it's still going to have some issues like i i still think that like what i've heard from the devs and what they are trying to do with things like layer overhauls and factions and making it just easier for modders to just tweak and add it removing the whitelist like it seems like they're trying to lean into this a little bit and they're trying to right the wrongs of modding past if you know if we can say that i mean but i don't i i don't really get that vibe because i don't think that there's been any the only thing the the mods are basically dead except for squad ops right but that's not the fault of the sdk right the sdk functions the sdk does what it's supposed to do and people are using it the 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 issue is in the implementation from modding from from getting it off the sdk and playable and that doesn't really have anything to do with the sdk so much as it has to do with the server browser and and the actual systems or procedures that 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 they put in place there so that's why like i don't really feel like it's a technical issue it feels like a lack of attention to this to this problem or it feels like the priorities are or 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 placed somewhere else and and that's that's i think what confuses or 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 more or less upset certain people right because it's not like the sdk is broken the sdk works and people are using it and people are making these things and 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 it's very it's like the the ops mod is like a testament to how it, it works on the main browser right it's just like no one's getting whitelisted and there is no information on what the system is past whitelisting. <laughs> That's the issue, right? It's not the technical SDK. It's the so implementation. From the, from the mods that are currently out. So we're, we're going to take your mod off for a second because mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll talk about here, this uh, here in a minute. But for of the mods that you've seen that you, you think could be genuinely whitelisted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 
you had to pick like uh, three mods to white. There's 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 plenty of like because we we're, we're talking about when we talk about like big mods, we're talking about like uh, total conversion mods, right? Exactly. Total conversion mods. But there are small mods, custom maps, one map, one map that someone's made that's really good gets put into a mod and you just have to download that one map and now you have more content you have more content and it's nothing and these maps or factions like even factions they're not total conversion factions some of them have like maps and a whole bunch of other stuff attached to the faction mod like the french faction mod but some some factions are literally just a faction and having that as a singular mod i don't think causes any quality issues or technical difficulties because i've seen a lot of these smaller like just like hey this little tiny thing that we put in work like for example the helicopter mod okay now oh, the God. helicopter mod back when it was released <laughs> was an extremely popular mod it had like a couple of issues with with the helicopter sync but guess what the squad helicopters in the official version have desync too <laughs> so it's not like uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I can't get it am i the only person in the history that's ever played this game that hated the helicopter mod dude i hated that mod so here's the it, thing you can hate the mod i totally i totally stand behind <laughs> your i and i support your ability to hate a mod squad. but broke but here's the thing the communities that want to run it can run it we were not we're not saying implement the helicopter mod and make it so that every server across the the, the the entire browser list is using the helicopter mod the communities that want to run it will run it and the communities definitely, like yours definitely. that don't want to run it don't run it but it's having that option right so if you find something on the modding list that you might like right so for example pro mod pro mod has been whitelisted people who play pro mod and a whole bunch of servers don't play pro mod right but it's that option as a server owner to be able to provide the experience that you want and not just be like, oh, it's this is not whitelisted. How do I get this whitelisted? Oh, there's no way to get this whitelisted. Okay, I guess we just I don't play the mod. I agree 100% with, hey, if people want to play the game as everybody, you know, is modeled and skinned as a bunny and you go, you know, pick carrots on the objective and that's your mod, <laughs> you can do that. I don't, you can play the game however you want. You can play the helicopter mod. I encourage doing whatever you want with the game. It's just that was that was like whitelisted right like mm -hmm. the helicopter mod and so it's, it's that kind of stuff where it's just like i how did this how i don't know why i don't know why other mods right. aren't and so that's what we're talking about is this process is that's the the issue that is is causing modders headaches and it's like dude if this one is why aren't we what's the process how can we get this and yeah but i I, yeah, um, I i totally agree and i i see where you're going with this but my question is like as far as like thinking about what mods should or should not be allowed on the thing doesn't the community in and of itself won't they decide which mods are played and which aren't like if it's a good mod it'll get played if it's a bad mod that server is not going to pop right, right now so it's not. so the question yeah right now it's not but if they opened it up right if they opened it up and and, and went like total hands-off free market like the player base would decide so when we talk about that then we get into like the other reasons of why wouldn't you let this happen maybe it's for financial reasons right there or you know maybe maybe it's because owi doesn't want galcon or yeah Gal galactic uh, contention to be a a, a whitelisted mod because copyright reasons they don't want to get hit by yep. by disney now or something and that, that that would make sense but there's no communication there there's no there's no like hey you know this isn't this you're not like i mean the whole process is it needs to it needs to be revamped it needs to be revamped uh so hopefully we see something yeah. like that no i'll i'll the do whatever mods you should you should control your own game and 100 correct the community if this was all filtered onto one browser 
uh, the cream would rise to the top. The crappy mods that are just broken and unbalanced would basically disappear because nobody would play them. Nobody would want them on the server. 100% agree. It just, the UI needs to be better so we can support the good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so ho, 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 moving on. <laughs> oh, the segue from, oh, support the good ones. So, uh, uh, hardcore. <laughs> Yeah, nice one. Uh, no, no. So, so let let's talk. Let's talk mods. So, so, <laughs> so we're talking about. We've talked about implementation. We beat. We've beat that horse <laughs> to death. Brought it back to life and beat it again. As yeah. far as your ideas, what would you like to see in not the implementation, not the system behind it, but if you could, you could play God and you could change certain things or add certain things. What would it be like? What would that what would that Moy Dog mod look like? Uh, a Moy mod, mm -hmm. uh, Moy mod. Yeah, I mean, if if I could create something, it would be almost like a, a campaign, I, mm. I believe, where your whatever happens in your current game has effects to, for the next map and the next map and it would be something like like rising you know, storm 2 something like that but it would also have effect on your assets uh you know maybe it would have also something like the i do kind of like how the factions you can pick you know what sub factions you want kind of like you can choose your loadout and now that might have a, a different effect on how the campaign goes uh you know if you if you get absolutely stomped on an invasion layer maybe you are now uh, down all of your heavy armor and you just have some light infantry and for the next map and so on and so forth and then it culminates with with you know something uh, I, I would i would be thinking of you know big gameplay overhauls that make people invested in the team and create a sense of camaraderie where you could if you would if you want to you could be in that one squad throughout the whole campaign uh, you can be in this, you know, this one team throughout the campaign and kind of, you know, work with each other, uh, you know, build off each other and have something that creates more of a, hey, this is like a, a little war uh, than just a, a 30 minutes of running around with blueberries. Uh, so that would be, you know, mu much something more... that ties everything together, something a little bit more persistent. I totally dig what you're what you're what you're saying. I, I love that idea. Yeah. So I, I think. Uh, realistically it would be not not the hardest thing to implement you know it would probably have some uh, layered tweaks and maybe some gameplay mechanic changes you know not a complete overhaul like something like galactic contention but definitely messing around with uh, you know whether it's uh, layouts uh, tickets having add-on effects of what happens the next round that type of stuff so i definitely you know would definitely need a lot of modding work uh, as well as if you wanted to add you know cool things like Dude, let's put like five tanks on Gordok and see what happens. You know, <laughs> like that that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So it's it's I, I I encourage you one of these days. I really do. I encourage you to just get in there into the SDK and and just like mess around, take a look at what what, what what's what's in there. And it's just like because I had no experience with with the modding SDK like three weeks ago. And then the last two weeks, learning what I could do and how I could rebalance maps or how I could move main, mains around, like simple, simple, simple stuff like that. 
and and just knowing that you know when i play that vanilla layer on this on this map or, or this invasion layer it's so imbalanced and i have to wait for owi to like the canadians have too much armor on this invasion layer and if we could just remove the armor here it'd be great like that kind of stuff the ability to go in there and and oh, eventually I can remove all the canadians oh man i would love to remove the last six i tell you what yeah oh, that'd be great like, much better game that ability to even just make micro balance changes right to where you don't have to play annoying maps or, or you know you see these things because yeah. owi isn't doing this and and we talked about this last week we only get balance changes when there's content updates and that's sometimes months at a time if you could even just let communities and apparently this might be possible with the new v2 layer system i was talking to fab a little bit apparently it's possible but if you could even as a community micro change or balance the, the the existing squad vanilla game you have to go so far as to creating like a whole campaign system or maybe a whole total conversion or a whole new game mode you could just like okay we remove this one btr okay we're gonna move this cap so we're gonna make this cap zone a little bit bigger we're gonna move the spawns over here like that kind of stuff it it, it really 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 makes the game feel a lot more fresh because you have players who can make even using vanilla assets new layers right new new ways to play certain maps new cap zones or or new vehicle loadouts so that you have you know a unique feel to a match like you that that little thing that tiny tiny change that you can make will extend replayability in and of itself and it's it's so powerful just that tiny ability to balance the game as you want to on your server that i hope that they implement some maybe even non-modding solution to where it's baked into like the server commands or the server config so that players can actually you know get in there and and tweak things because i think that's a way of making the game feel fresh getting rid of things that are you know becoming old problems and and just you know burning people out because it's like oh every time we play this map i know what's gonna happen the lv's gonna go up on the hill as you shoot us and we can't do anything about it and it's like oh my god that the, the the bmp is gonna sit on this hill on kohat and it can see like two clicks out and i know it's just gonna tow everything in the valley and there's i, and I can't do anything but remove this map from the rotation um like even that small stuff i think puts a lot of people at ease so yeah i think that type of stuff should be encouraged and that's a that's something when I look at those things, mm -hmm. you know, if you have your own tweak to it, if you have uh, a little bit of, you know, this server's take on relatively the same game, but hey, if if you actually have seen through your own server community testing, you know, we're having better games, we're having more fun, these objectives are fun, like that stuff, it we that needs to be on the main server browser. We need to stop the segregation and we need to encourage people to be able to do that easier. And mm -hmm. right now... Uh, I mean, this SDK is going to be a, a bear just to download anyway, just because of what it is. But giving more tools, ha having the ability to do that, and th with this layer overhaul, it does seem like the way that they are implementing it in the SDK is going to be a lot less taxing on people to do those small tweaks. That's, that's stuff that is going to help people play squad more and squad better. And we're not even talking about a galactic contention style. Yeah, we're not talking, you know, like it doesn't even have to be that scope. Things. Just these tiny things that like people find frustrating in a community because like we know like a lot of people that frequent certain you servers can have a are no there. Server. You yeah. can literally that's mm -hmm. all you do. Just mm -hmm. remove uh, the ATGM's vehicles and just have a server. It'd be completely vanilla and just in brackets like they do in old games. Just say no ATGM vehicles. That yep. could be your game. That could be the and, and, and a lot of people who will and like that because 
Yeah, a lot of the old, like, you get to a point and in natural squad progression where you're a new player, everything's new, everything's great, right? And this is for most games. But then, like, as you play more and more, the tiniest things that happen over and over again really start to wear you down and burn you out. And that's when you start getting jaded, right? It's, it's not... It can be. It can be these big things, these big problems, like whether it's modding or you don't like the direction the game is going. It can be these big things that turn players away. But a lot of the dedicated players who love the game and and are just waiting on certain balance fixes or like these small tweaks, but they never happen or we have to wait months at a time. Like we want to smoothen that out. I don't see there's a reason why we shouldn't be able to smooth that out ourselves. Uh, unless OWI wants to do constant balance patches, but I don't have the vibe that they want to do that. I, it's it seems out of, and this isn't it's to be seen as a negative, but it seems out of their bandwidth because of just the size of the company, and that's perfectly fine. You know, they Is they it? know <sighs> to do constant. I I I say this all the time on stream, like oh, you just you should just fix it. Half I'm memeing, but a little bit I'm like, yeah, I really wish. The, they're more iterative patches. I really wish you could do this a bit more. We sent a bunch of feedback. Like, I feel like these type of stuff, on one hand, it should. On the other hand, if they're still working, like, we go, we've gone back to the Trello board, you know, back and forth throughout these podcasts. Dude, there's a lot of behind the scenes. It almost feels like, uh, like, just framework that they're trying to get out. Like, that stuff is is probably just a huge pain just to finalize. And then if you can, like I, I, a lot of the V2, V3, uh, 2021 stuff, yeah, there's Pan-Asia. Yeah, there's some maps that we don't know about. Dude, a lot of this stuff is probably things that people won't even realize have been changed unless they've been playing a lot, you know? Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's a lot of, I'm, I'm, maybe once all of this done, we'll get a bit more balanced things. But I don't know. Is, is it... Uh, is it too much to ask for iterative patches? Sometimes I feel like it is. Sometimes I feel like it isn't. I, I, I mean, I, I think iterative patches are essential to a game with a living player base. Like, I especially Agreed. one that is multiplayer, right? Where it's player versus player. Like, having things to where you're addressing large... And, and I, I guess I think about it now... Maybe OWI just doesn't see it as a big problem, Dude, right? No, I got off. Epiphany. The, mm -hmm. the light bulb turned on. They're doing that. They're doing that because right now the balance changes. It would be a pain because they have to go in every layer and just tweak it. We had this one co-hat layer. We, I wanted, we, as a, I, I didn't. I'm not a huge Great Britain faction fan. Mm -hmm. I'm now with the new warrior I will be, but... There was a layer of Kohat where the British had, until just recently, they've never had a wheeled vehicle other than a Lodgy. Mm -hmm. They were all tracks on Kohat, <laughs> and the the Russians had a Spandrel and a BMP. Uh -huh. And the Spandrel itself, it was, it was like direct comparison was basically the Bulldog on the matchup, which is hugely unbalanced. Yes. And... The way that they now solve a faction balance is they have to go into that specific layer and remove that vehicle. Mm -hmm. And that's they, they have a bunch of layers. So you'd literally have to just sort through layer on layer on layer on layer on faction balance to, to have these weird map-dependent layer uh, vehicle loadout balance things when, in fact, 
what they're doing right now with the with the complete lair overhaul is now you have sub faction like hey this armored group should be balanced to this armored group and this will now load in so i think he, that's what it is yeah so I, I i kind of understand balance in that regard but i still think you're going to have these issues and and this is the problem right is is most of these balance issues are fringe cases right and 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 the the thing is that like with a game like squad with having it so many different weapons so many different vehicles so many different maps so many different locations the 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 problem is that a lot of the problems are fringe issues, right? It's not like, okay, US is just always overpowered. It's US is overpowered on this map with this asset. And I think yeah. even with the layer like problem or, or with the layer uh, new system, you're still going to run, like even if I can pick, okay, we can, and, and so long as these things, the problem is rigidity, okay? If things are set in a way to where this is the one way it is and how it is and no one else is going to touch it or be able to touch it, I think you're still going to run into fringe cases where balance is a problem because you're always going to have, there's always going to be changing metas or, or, or things that don't line up well on every map as such, as is the nature with a game as large and as varied as squad that you need someone, someone needs to, like whether it's the community or the game, someone needs to be watching these things and, and changing them somewhat on a, on, a, on a timely basis. And and like you said, with V2 new layer system, it might be that, hey, they just said like, all right, you know what? We're not spending any time going back, rebalancing any layers because this new system is going to change every, everything anyways. And if that is the case, that's fine. I don't know if that's been communicated anywhere. So maybe, maybe like that would this be a good thing. Foil hat, man. Right, yeah, yeah. So, so, but like, if I were but to I think of a reason, that would be the reasons. Like, V2's coming out, new layer system, why? Back to the, the problem we were talking about is communication. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that, that would be one thing. The next thing I would be talking about, the next thing I would be thinking about is like, okay, so the step after the communication is like, Who's going to be doing that? Because I, I, I already know. I already know. Like, even with V2 and the new layers, like, okay, yeah, you'll be able to pick your loadout. You'll be able to pick your map. But even within that loadout, within that map, you're going to have balancing issues. It's just natural. It's, it's not going to work like... It's not going to... It's not going to work perfectly. Just because of... Like I said, like, you're going to run into these fringe cases where if this team picks this against this and this, it's just insanely yep. uh, uh, unbalanced. Imbalanced. And it's just like... You're going to have to find a way. You have to get in there. And that's what, like game designers like do and like the balance people they go in there and that's why you know big studios with multiplayer games have like dedicated people to do these things is because balance is important um and and having these constant tweaks we can go back to like tarkov right and i guess i don't actually know how tarkov stacks up to squad now but both are indie studios tarkov's still pushing out balance patches like at least a couple times a week i feel like or they're tweaking something they're fixing something I just, I tr I, uh, if there's one thing I could get for Christmas, it would be more constant hotfixes or balance changes within squad. That would be the one thing. And also better modding implementation. That's it. That's all I want. Um, that's, that's all I want. But I yeah. think we're hitting on things that we've talked about multiple times before. I don't want to talk in circles. <laughs> so let's, 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 I guess let's keep it rolling. So you were talking about the mods that you would have liked to see, uh, that you would have implemented, which is, you know, maybe a couple balance changes or, or you know, campaign um, yeah, ideas. So, so talk about uh, the, if people are not familiar, they're probably familiar with Squad Ops Hardcore, but you've introduced a new game mode uh, called Occupation, which is a completely kind of new take on objectives, on how you attack, how you defend, what you even do during, during Squad. So talk, us through occupation sure okay all right let's do it i'm ready i'm ready i'm hyped okay so 
occupation the, the whole idea behind the squad ops hardcore mod let's start with the scope of things because it's a fairly new um revamp we we only started working on the revamp i'd say two maybe three weeks ago so two to three weeks essentially we we've reiterated on a lot of old systems we've improved them just because we were kind of stagnated on the progress with the mod previously so now the new direction and kind of push that we're going for is we want to bring the experience that we have in one life squad operations to the public in a you know very consistent um kind of manner so we're not bringing we're, we're axing the one life from the one life operations we're not bringing one life stuff public what we're bringing is that feel that 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 idea that you have a sandbox you can execute things with your platoon you require teamwork it's we want squad to feel more like the sandbox that we have in the operations and to really give you that platoon togetherness or or just teamwork that sometimes gets segmented or splintered off in public matches that is the the core of the all the ideas and all the work and all the changes that, that we make to the mod that's what we're trying to achieve and like i said very early on in implementation so i guess we can talk about occupation as a game mode what is occupation occupation and, and people it's so funny because people see the big circle in the center occupation is literally a zone or an ao not a cap zone an ao where people are encouraged to fight so we want to be able to take away all the game elements everything from the the game modes like ras where you have to defend you have to d attack these specific points to invasion where you have to do this or even insurgency where your only win condition is to blow up enemy caches we want to make sure that we can provide as many opportunities or different play styles or dynamic strategies within one area if that makes sense so very interesting stuff it's it's playing a lot like invasion and aas and insurgency all together because we have certain phases within occupation basically the goal is to reduce the enemy's tickets to zero and what we've done is we've given players a whole bunch of different ways to affect that to, to dynamically change that it's not just about capping points it's not just about destroying fobs it's not just about killing enemies it's not just about hunting enemies uh or, or defending or uh, attacking enemies fobs it's it's the fact that we give you all the choices available so how do we go about doing that the first way is the ao which is the main zone once again it's just made to kind of centralize action the second way that we do that is by giving you a large ao by creating a larger circle in the center we're able to open up the entire map for you to do what you want to do you want to place a fob anywhere you want to you can place a fob anywhere you want to within the purple circle and it just it, it's a completely different feeling because in ras invasion territory control insurgency you always feel like you have to do something you feel forced to place your radio or to play a certain meta but with the way that we've designed occupation it's completely up to the commander there's a so lot of things you, here have you noticed like from this implementation because this is still this phase is fairly new mm -hmm. have have you guys seen maps and and gameplay like you were just mentioning RAS, AS, Invasion, you can change some things, but it does, you kind of have more or less the same type of meta. Mm -hmm. I know there's going to be a meta for Occupation, but in this short, you know, the past week or so, I mean, have you seen some maps play completely different, some tactics emerge? I mean, are people just saying, hey, I'm going to throw this at it and see what works? 
So <laughs> within the past two weeks, we've noticed a couple things. Number one is that smaller cap zones, and we kind of knew this from AES and Invasion, right? Smaller cap zones usually lead to meat grind situations because oh, the man. options are removed. The mobility, the, 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 the option to flank or play certain things. If you feel like you are condensed to a small area, then all the players can really do because they don't have the room to maneuver or to make decisions. They just throw themselves at the enemy. So that was a very clear... Um, which was yeah. just pretty much an affirmation of something we already knew is like small cap zones are bad very bad i think they're bad for all kinds of squad gameplay the next thing we talk about as far as meta is in this first week of gameplay people <laughs> i've learned that people don't read if we give them the information very few people will go and read it and learn how the game mode works so a lot of the issues that we have right now <laughs> is people just don't know what's going on they, they look at the game mode they look at the circle and they've been so conditioned like all these squad players that jump into occupation that don't read anything they're so conditioned that like when they see a circle it's a cap zone. I need to like, and and you see like all this weird stuff where like the mentality when you look at the with this when you look at the circle is like they think it's a cap zone. It's not. It's you don't need to capture the zone to win. And that like that's very that's very weird for a lot of players to understand. The zone is literally just there to keep you in the area, and we don't see fobs like near mains or like it tucked in the corner of the map. It's literally just the area that you're supposed to be in. Don't worry too much about capturing it. But we have seen a lot of emergent gameplay happen. You'll see a lot of cool things that you don't get in standard squad game modes. Because what happens is, while you might have a static beginning, you might have a, a somewhat of a meta when you start up and flush the map from the start, what ends up happening is, as things happen, you lose a fob, you take a fob, things happen, they put a new fob up, the map dramatically changes, and all your firefights and everything that you have done plays into what might happen so every time you go in like when you look at ras or invasion you kind of know okay we either take this cap and we get pushed back here or we take the e cap and we advance move here and it's very like linear you kind of like know where you're gonna go even in ras it's 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 like uh, we kind of know where we're going in occupation we've seen maps completely flip we've seen really cool things happen and the fact that the zone is so large means that everything that you do in the zone is relevant you can take that extra time to flank you can take that heli drop into the back you can do so many different things the freedom is there and we're even making that circle bigger so that you have even more freedom yeah i think that's something uh i was definitely in agreement with the the smaller cap zone makes it feel a little bit too chaotic but the larger cap zones, you could really just have different takes on how you wanted to approach it, depending on the faction you were on, the even just what the enemy team was doing, because you could see, for example, the conventional factions, you could see where their radio, not radio, I guess the fob radius was, and you could just kind of try to figure out, okay, they're approaching from here, maybe we sit up here, hey, we, we currently have you know even bodies on the point, Let's get some people into the occupation area while this other squad tries to put some pressure on them from another side. So you definitely do get a lot of different, uh, I guess, strategy and, and ways to both contest the occupation area, but also take out a fob because it is almost an objective itself. So I, I think it has a, a lot of potential and trying to figure out how you can keep these objective occupation areas large enough to still foster a really good squad experience 
while de developing kind of a, a really fun meta. I I had I had fun playing on uh, Fallujah and and Belia, and yeah, the the Lashkar one was a little too focused. It was I was I was losing a, a few brain cells on that layer as well, but. <laughs> <laughs> like what like and that's part of testing right mm -hmm. you gotta you gotta find out what works and what doesn't so i mean that's the the other the other aspects of it like having you know certain amount of people as a presence on the objective and having a whole bunch of tickets and tickets going up and tickets going down i mean it, it was very it, it felt like an actual game mode you know some of these Things that we said earlier in the podcast, they felt like a little gimmicky. They felt like, hey, it's just a, you know, hey, it's a zombies mod for squad. Like this felt like a, a, a game mode that has a, a lot of potential and, and can actually, it kind of felt like when we first were testing out or you first had on the play test, like territory control. You're like, mm -hmm. I can see something here. Let's like add a little of this, take a little out, and then let's let's make it into a game mode. So I, I think y'all are uh, on the right track for, for Occupation. Yeah, it's that, I mean, it's making squad to what, like, I've always wanted it to be, which is, like, you take handcuffs off, right? We untie your hands. You, as a commander, have the ability. You want to make that super fob? Guess what? You can make that super fob. You want to go hyper-aggressive and patrol the region? You can do that. You want to run convoys? You want to run convoys? Oh, yeah, sure. You can do that in <laughs> Occupation. You're not going to get punished for running convoys. You want to ambush convoys? Sure. Like, that becomes an actual objective. It, there's so much. Like, one of the things that we're implementing tonight is our new three-phase Occupation, like, kind of r rollout, which is asymmetrical gameplay focused. So that's one of the things that I think is really powerful about Occupation is that it's so efficient. We It's very easy to create these layers because it's just a couple big circles, but we're able to capture the experience of invasion, attack and secure, and insurgency in one game mode. So, for example, in like Fallujah, let's take Fallujah for example. We can get the invasion feel. We set up the cap zone in the circle, very large cap zone. You have to take and hold Fallujah, it's Occupation. You're going in there. We give insurgents early spawns. So they spawn in the center. They're seated. It's their city. They're holding it. Mm -hmm. You, as the U.S., have to get into the city and establish your fob in the city, your base of operations, because you need your base in the purple circle in order to play the game mode. So you have to invade. That's the invasion style of game mode. And this is something that's really interesting, too, is that Occupation has a timeline. There's an early, mid, and late game that's rolling out in 2.1.9. In the early game, you get an invasion. You're trying to get into the city. That's the first thing you have to do. You're running convoys in. You're trying to push in, establish your position, hold. Once you get there, you hit the mid game. You're building up your fob. You're, you're trying to defend positions. You're taking key locations in order to secure and mutually support your fob. And then we get to the late game, where insurgents' fobs... Every fob that the insurgents put down in the purple circle drains five tickets, which means in the early game, they might not have that many fobs. It might be, you know, some minor pressure, but it's nothing extreme. But the later that game goes on and the more fobs that they put out, you are incentivized as conventional forces to push out and look to destroy these fobs, which is where you get the insurgency feel. Now, one thing to note is that none of these are hard-coded win conditions i think that's a very mm -hmm. important thing it's not like invasion where you lose if you don't get all the way through it's not like attack and defend where you lose if you get rolled back to main and it's not like insurgency where you lose if you don't take out enemy uh, enemy halves you can play this we've we've removed 
the handcuffs to where if you want to play really hyper aggressive patrol style and you want to go through you want to comb the region get rid of all the fobs you can do that if you want to if you want to sit back and you put your fob in the center because you get extra tickets for putting your fob in the center and you want to just use the super fob and launch you know hit and run attacks from the super fob you can do that it's like we're trying to give you the whole region all the tools available to execute each layer as you see fit and that's i think the ability for players to control where they want to play and how they want to play is it's it's completely a different thought process than when you're locked in onto a linear uh railroad with with ras invasion or insurgency where it's like okay this is the one thing we have to do and this is like the one way we have to do it so it's it's pretty complex there's a lot of cool things that are possible the meta has not even begun to develop as people are still learning and we're still making huge mechanic changes but it's very exciting and i've never been more excited to play squad still a little bit you know to go <laughs> <laughs> still some issues and we're learning every step of the way but i have to say like i've never been more excited it's 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 great and i think going back to like that control as a platoon i think what excites me about this is i have, I have control as a modder <laughs> i i have that control you and are in, in full control in full control and uh I don't know. That's why I'm really. I hopped on that modding train uh, or that bandwagon, and I'm really rooting for the modders now because it's like I've seen the light. I truly have, as far as what is possible and and how powerful that is. So, yeah, I I I I'm truly excited for for this mod mode, and it's it's. I think it'll be a good time. So I guess my question for you, Moy, is like you've heard me ramble on and on and on about you know my own ops mod stuff. If you had to make a potato mod. And maybe it's just minor gameplay changes, right? And we talk, maybe you do a campaign thing. Like, do we see a potato field mod coming if if if, if they mod? if they whitelist stuff? Like, I I because I want to see communities take advantage of this because it's like it's such a huge, huge power. It's such a huge source of like replayability and just the the decrease of annoying things that you might find in your own games. Like maybe it's the Spandrel, like you said, Spandrel free maps. I I want to see more yeah, people mod. I I will say I will keep it you know we've thought about this this kind of uh, campaign war thing uh I've I will also say that I'm just now I guess collecting and, and creating an, an event team to kind of put our heads together and we're going to try to get a modder on board whether that's you know hey if, if you can babysit my daughter I would love to spend a day with the SPK <laughs> I will tell, take you up on that 100% uh, but no, we we are we're trying to look into some stuff. Uh, I, I will say the more that I've seen OWI update things to help modders and the more mods that I have seen just be made, it kind of I'm like, yeah, hey, yeah, I can try this out. You know, why not? So uh, especially having a server community like the, the potato fields, I, I, I don't foresee us not having something, but I, I, I think... It would probably be in the in the terms of not necessarily full uh, game overhauls or or you know complete new changes like a galactic contention, but probably something like game modes. Uh, I, I've had some ideas for kind of new territory control, uh, kind of a territory control invasion type combination. So you actually have to unlock areas and then push in. It, it'd be probably be something like that, just to give a new take on how you can actually play squad. A little bit uh, less meta e and rush first point, you know, and and hey, twenty minutes later the game ends. Mm -hmm. 
No, I, 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 I definitely, I'm, I'm excited to see what people can think of, and I, I want you to be able to do what you want to do, no matter what it is. You want to make a. Uh, you want to make a bunny, a bunny mod where you just picking carrots? Yeah. Uh, do, do exactly. It I'm all behind. I'm all for it, dude. On our server, it'd be it'd be taters. We'd have taters. Potato, potato. Oh hell yeah, dude. But yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I think there's a. As you can tell, like we're we're very passionate about squad. We're very passionate about mods. We're very passionate about the future of the game. And it's like I think we're both in agreement when when we talk about like it, it's important to have to enable user generated or community generated 100%. content events mods whatever it is i mean squad is a community game that's that's what it is communities are hosting the servers there's no official servers it's all communities it's 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 the communities who are launching the events it's the communities who are doing the mods um it's it's almost 50 50 and i think that's what kind of sets it apart from AAA titles is that like the community here has such a huge say and it just feels like we just need that little push for more tools and everything will be a-okay. We'll truly hit, truly hit the Golden Age of Squad. I, I think that when modding becomes mainstream, Squad will be the best it will ever have been in ever and all time forever. I, you can, that, I'll put I, my, that's my word right there. The, I'll the, bet the, on the, that. All right. I, I don't disagree. And I, I do think, I think we're getting there. I, my glass is half full on v uh two v three and in the next years of updates and i i can't wait to see it mm -hmm. yeah it, it'll be an exciting exciting new year i hope 2021 let's see uh let's see what you got in store for us this time huh <laughs> <laughs> bring out bring out the mods remove <laughs> the custom server browser and let games be games yep definitely oh i can't wait can't wait <laughs> Yeah, boy, another another emotionally exhausting podcast, uh, but but a good one. I think uh, I think some things that needed to be talked about were talked about. Yeah, it's it's something that is very unique to this game and these types of games. You know, we we mentioned Arma um, mm -hmm. as a big one as as well. I mean, this is something that in the age of DLC and seasons and perpetual beta games you don't really get mods and you especially don't get mods that create new games at least uh, not now mm -hmm. so I, I think it's something that everybody here is has at least touched on or played in squad and hey i 100 guys click the custom server browser go check it out Ch jump on some mods like squad z or, or galactic contention i know has been popping mm -hmm. check out some of the whitelisted stuff that's on your your main server browser and uh yeah yeah just keep an eye out for new ones i, I want to leave us off with, with a couple of, of thoughts just some some things to for, for listeners to think about arma 3 was released seven years ago it's still being played with a ton of custom content project reality to this day is still being played oh, <laughs> think about it crazy. think about it <laughs> but that's See, now it I'll yeah, when you when you go to bed tonight, <laughs> close your eyes and just think of all the mods that you once loved that are now games. Uh huh. It's it, it, sweet dreams are going to yeah. be made from just the happy thoughts of community created content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as Moy said, please don't forget to check out all of those mods. There's tons of cool stuff out there. Check us out. You can follow us here on YouTube or on Spotify. We're also on Google. And yeah, 
What are we gonna do next week, Moy? I'm not. I'm not sure. What do we do? We're gonna. We we're getting close to the end of the year. They're, they're telling us that we need to turn on the cameras. We do. We do. I. Yeah. We, we, we can't. We'll, we'll, people have never seen my face. We're gonna the unmasking the face reveal. Here it comes. Here it comes. Face reveal. Oh boy. Oh man. <laughs> uh, well, we do have to. Uh, we'll come up with something. We'll we gotta, it's it end out. of the year. We'll uh, we'll figure something out for uh, some some holiday cheer. I'm sure maybe. there'll be some spicy stuff. Maybe V2 stuff out this way. I don't know what maybe. Ah, uh, we need to talk about that. I've been playing it. Well, hey, hey that's your homework. Go yeah. go play some V2, and yeah. we'll talk about it next week. Well, well, yeah, well, we'll definitely find something interesting to do for sure. But thanks so much for listening, everyone. It's been a hell of a time, and uh, you know where to find us. Moy, where can they find you? Twitch.tv slash Moytog, Moydog, <laughs> and uh, YouTube.com slash Moydog. Awesome. And you know where to find me, YouTube.com slash Carbacut. Until next time, guys, take it easy, be safe, and peace out. Peace.